I'm Victoria. And I'm Joe. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we are here to help you through it all. So that you can prepare for the wedding day and marriage with ease. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Catholic, Catholic Wedding, wedding Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. Happy whatever day this is that you're listening. Today is a Tuesday for us as we record. I am joined, as always, by my internet friend, Victoria. Hello. And by the way, Joe, it is Monday, not Tuesday. It's Monday? Oh, my gosh. How embarrassing. I don't know. What is my life? Well, that gives you any, like, glimpse into my life. All good, all good. Um, Anyway, we're joined today by Teresa, who is going to talk all about tips for moving away from home after getting married. So welcome to the podcast, Teresa. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, thank you so much. And Teresa is extra special for me because I have known Teresa for a few years now. I think we met in 2018, I believe. Um, And I've known her and her now husband for pretty much that whole time. I think 2019 um, is when I met him. And yeah, it's been such a fun ride to see like their relationship flourish, flourish. And I also got to photograph their wedding, so that was super awesome. Um, but I know most job. of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Teresa. Um, so, but I know our listeners aren't familiar with you. So, can you please introduce yourself? Well, my name is Teresa Otworth. I'm 24, and I am currently living in Franklin Furnace, Ohio. A little town that nobody has ever heard of. <laughs> um, I've heard of it, but <laughs> yeah, well, it's because I told you about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess just some interesting things about me. I come from a family of nine. I'm the fourth child, oldest girl. And in 2020, I got my bachelor's in music performance with a focus in piano. I've been a piano teacher for seven years now. That's so cool. What's your favorite piece to play? I don't have one. (laughs) I just like anything. (laughs) Favorite composer? I love Chopin. Like I think his, especially his nocturnes, are just absolutely beautiful. That's That's awesome. awesome. I don't know anything about music, but that sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) And it's cool that you teach music because I think that's like definitely needed, and I'm sure all of your students really value you. So that's really cool. I think most of them. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and as I mentioned, I got to photograph your <clears throat> wedding, and you've been married for a few months now. You guys got married in September 2022, so mm-hmm. not too long ago. Um, so how has married life been for you so far? It's honestly been so much better than what I was expecting. <laughs> like, I've loved it. <laughs> um, you know, because I had, like this idea of what it was going to be like, all these, you know, dreams, visions, whatever. But it's just exceeded all of that. And yeah. I mean, mostly due to having such an amazing husband that I just click so well with. But yeah, I love being married. <laughs> I have zero regrets. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's good to hear. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I feel like it's so special, especially because we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I, you know, at least from like my personal experience knowing you and from my own experience, just like I know you guys were in a long distance relationship. So that yeah. like even just makes it so much sweeter when you can actually be together. And like, it's just like finally here and it's just... Definitely. It's just so beautiful and so like like a dream come true. I know th- I know that's how it was for me, and I'm sure the same for you. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I think I, I still go through phases sometimes where I think like, are we actually seriously married? Like, <laughs> this is actually real. <laughs> yep, I still have that, and I've been married for over too. two years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do too. I do too. So this is the first time that I've met you, Teresa. Where did you guys get married and where are you from? So I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we got married down there. Um, There's an independent chapel down there, which is where my family goes. So that was where our wedding happened at. Nice. And then where do you live now? So we're about like two, two and a half hours west of Cincinnati. Um, and we have like a, a small mission church here. So the priest that goes or that runs the CMRI church in Lebanon, Ohio, St. Teresa's, like he does his masses there on Sundays and then comes down and gives us Sunday afternoon mass. So. Nice. So is your family still in Albuquerque? Yes. Well, yeah. I have okay. two brothers living in Arizona, but the rest are still in Albuquerque. Yeah, but for the most part, your family's out west. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I know there's probably a lot of couples who are planning their wedding, and maybe you're planning it planning it long distance, or you know that you're going to be moving away from home after you get married, or... Maybe you just got married and all of a sudden you do have to move away from home for one reason or another. So, Teresa, we're so excited to talk with you today just about your experience with all that. Um, Can you share your experience and kind of your story of moving away from home um, and, and what it was like, I guess, moving away from your family and really moving across the country with your your new husband? Well, I would say first with just the move between states has been a huge change because, Mm -hmm. I mean, New Mexico is like a desert, very dry, uh, Mm -hmm. extremely sunny, (laughs) and we've got pretty warm temperatures most of the time, and then coming here Mm -hmm. where I haven't really experienced the humidity yet since I moved in the fall, but just with how cold it gets and all the rain and the fact that it's so depressing outside every single day, like that's, that's been a huge change for me. And I think one of the hardest things to get used to, because I really miss the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I live in Florida. <laughs> well, you will have sunshine all the time. <laughs> um, with everything else, like when it comes to leaving my family, all that kind of stuff, It was definitely, like, the process leading up to the move was really difficult. You know, I had Mm -hmm. 
many days where I was just thinking, like, can I actually do this? Like, am I actually able to leave my family and move to the other side of the country without them? And that was definitely really tough, but it's it's kind of funny because, like, I would have these thoughts and these feelings and get very depressed over it, and then, you know, one phone call with my husband and I was that just kind of cleared it all up. Like, yes, this is worth it. It's going to be hard, but it's definitely worth it. Um, And I feel like, I mean, I've only been here for four months at this point, but it honestly Mm -hmm. hasn't been as hard as I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just because, you know, having my own home now to take care of, having you know, a husband, all this kind of stuff, like having so many more responsibilities, it kind of eats up the time where I feel very fulfilled with my life, you know, and not Mm -hmm. like regretting anything or wishing that I could be somewhere that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I think that's really important. I think with anything and anything that's like hard in life in general, it's just like kind of keep yourself busy, not so busy that you're just like, the hustle like mentality but like also just like keep like there is something about like being idle and when you're idle you're just you're more likely to be sad and to be anxious and to be tempted and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I think that's really important I'm glad that you mentioned that because yeah there are a lot of changes whenever you get married there's a lot of the new things going on and um new responsibilities like you said so just kind of adjusting to that and then when you're also like finally married and you're like with your like your husband especially after being long distance it's like yeah like you said it's all worth it so that's awesome (laughs) um you've kind of touched on this already but I don't know if there were any like would you say that there were any specific like hard things about the actual move like what what are the like were the hardest things either in preparation or like the actual move itself Uh, well, one thing that's hard is not having my mom there to take care of everything. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, you get very used to that living at home. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially because you transitioned from living at home with your family and then I transitioned into being like totally away from them. Yeah. So a lot of it, like, you know, when it comes to the grocery shopping or the cleaning and stuff, mm-hmm. like just knowing that if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. So that has, mm-hmm. like, it hasn't been as hard um, as I thought it would be. But there are still days when, like, I wish I had someone else here to help, you know. So that mm-hmm. still takes some getting used to. Um, I think just one of the other really hard things is not having people around anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, because in a house full of people and I had a lot of sisters, there's always somebody to talk to, somebody to Mm -hmm. go do something with. And out here, it's just me by myself all day. (laughs) And there, I only have one good friend that lives close to me. Everyone else is at least two hours or more away so I don't really get to see them very much and the one friend I do have you know she was working so we didn't really get to hang out as mm-hmm. much as yeah. I would have liked to so I think that's a hard thing too is because I am 
more of a social butterfly, so not having so many people around anymore has been a bit rough. Yeah, I think I can definitely empathize with that just in terms of like when I, after I got married and switched to doing this full time, I found I have like a lot of spare time at home by myself and I have a lot of work to do, but it was really hard just to be alone Mm -hmm. in the house. Uh, So there is something to be said about taking ownership of like the management. I'm just going to sound so like, I don't know. Jane Austeny, but like taking management <laughs> of your own home and then also, you know, figuring out how that works and, and, and dealing with kind of the emptiness of the house, I guess, when your husband is away. Yeah. So I, I definitely can empathize with you there. And I agree also with like what you were saying about like you moved kind of where, cause you grew up in Albuquerque, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you grew like you're moving away from like everything that's like I would say like comfortable for you I'm guessing like Mm -hmm. where you're not even just like your family but just like the store is nearby or like you know like maybe oh that like auto shop is good and that one's not good or like I Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that but like you know just like in general like those those I don't know things so that's why I said that (laughs) Um, as an example or like oh that's like a good mall and that's like the one you kind of stay away from or you know just like things like that that you just like you know from like years of living in one place yeah versus going somewhere that um like maybe Andrew knows this because like he I think grew up kind of in that area but like kind of being like the new person in town is always I think hard even if you know a couple of people there I know for me um, me and Stephen have a somewhat similar but somewhat different situation that we had when we got married because we moved away from like where either of us grew up. Like mm-hmm. I grew up in New Jersey, he grew up in Colorado, and we moved to Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, where we had a couple of acquaintances. And I have one cousin that lives out here, but that's about it. You know, we didn't have anybody and like learning all that stuff. And, like, trying to, like, make friends as an adult, even that, like, that whole, like, aspect, too, is, like, a whole different ballgame. So (laughs) it can can be a challenge for sure. For real. Um, So what would you say, like, if someone's listening, because I know even I have, like, couples that are going to be in this situation where they're long distance and somebody is moving to the other person um after they get married or shortly before they get married potentially so what would you say to like the future bride who is kind of scared of moving away and like planting roots and like totally like a totally new place that they she maybe knows like pretty much nobody there is there anything that's like really helped you through like the hardships one thing that has really helped me is the fact that Andrew has a lot of family that lives in this area. Mm-hmm. So, like, his parents are seven minutes away from us. So being so close, at least to one side of the family, has been a huge mm-hmm. blessing. You know, because we get to spend time with them every week, just knowing that there's people there to help us if we need it, people to visit mm-hmm. if, you know, we're feeling socially deprived. <laughs> So that's been a big help. So I would say if someone is moving to where their in-laws are, definitely, I mean, if hopefully they're on good terms with them, you know, take advantage of getting to know them and forming a much deeper bond with them because it's definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
having a pet is a big help, I think. <laughs> so we got a cat. Yeah, we got a cat like right before Christmas, and it's Aww. just it's <laughs> very comforting. <laughs> yeah, we did. His name is Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> See, I got a cat too, but she loves my husband and doesn't want anything to do with me. And I feel like that backfired because I spent all day with her in the house. I'm the one who I have there. two dogs that, yeah, I have two dogs that love Stephen more than they love me, but it's okay. <laughs> one of, one of the cat in the first me. place and... You know, he loves Andrew more than he likes me, I'm pretty sure, so. <laughs> I want a cat. <laughs> oh, but, but there yeah. is something to be said about having a pet and, like, having, like, because, like, you, what you were saying earlier about being alone in the home is a very real thing, and I definitely felt that, too, when we got married, um, even though I was working, too, but, like, you know, if we had different shifts and stuff like that, um, and, like, just, I don't know, it was almost kind of for, like, just, like, a comforting thing. Um mm-hmm. And like, and something to take care of as well was like, yeah. I don't know, something to like, I guess, nurture was really and helpful for me. And so. even with, I mean, with dogs, it's more of like a, a social kind of thing, I guess, because they're more playful and stuff than a cat is. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that there's like someone else in the house with you, right? it's just really nice. And if you're bored, you know go annoy the cat even though, even though they just want to sleep but that's fine <laughs> so, <laughs> I would say if you can get an animal I would highly recommend it because mm-hmm. I mean, to me it's made being home alone a lot better and not mm-hmm. quite so lonely what would you say maybe have been some of the the hidden blessings of <clears throat> moving away from home and moving away from your family. This might sound kind of bad, but one thing that has made me very happy is the independence I now have where mm-hmm. I don't have parents to listen to <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so, because I mean, I lived at home until I got married, so I never had that kind of independence so for me it's entirely new and just being the one to make the rules in a way and deciding what I want to do with my time how I want to do something where do I want to go you know that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. I mean I've found that that's really nice Mm -hmm. I think it's so empowering when you do have that opportunity to be on your own and to make your own decisions and to, like I said, manage your own home. All of those things, I think, work in tandem. I I find those things very empowering. Like when I first moved out of the house in college, like very empowering. When I first lived alone for the first time, very empowering, as like terrifying as it was, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think there is something to be said about the independence of that. So I, I love that you bring that up because maybe that's something that you, that might not be the first thing that comes to our mind when we're thinking about marriage is we thinking about independence, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they kind of go. Yeah. Right. Cause and I mean, the thing is a part. husband is very different too from, you know, like a father. Right. Cause you're more working. Right. I mean, yes, they will tell you what to do in a way, but you know, you're more working together on stuff rather than, him just saying, go do this, go do that, and you're not allowed to say no. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I've appreciated that aspect of it. 
And to me, it's mm-hmm. been very nice. Yeah. I know for me, when I moved to Ohio, one of the things that was like kind of like a hidden blessing was um, like kind of planting like my roots, kind of like what you were saying too, just like planting my roots like where neither of us had even like established ourselves. I think that was like kind of cool to like kind of do it on our own and like this like create a foundation of like this is our like our family, our home and everything. And then also another kind of blessing was I feel like you kind of appreciate your family a little bit more when they're not yeah. like all around you. <laughs> so like it's like, oh wow, like I you know, calling like taking the time to call your mom and stuff like that, like stuff that you wouldn't necessarily always think to do maybe um but like you like appreciate them like so much more when they're maybe not always like readily available so yeah I I definitely agree with that because um whenever I've had visits with my family which has happened twice now since I moved you know things are just so much more calm and we just get along with each other so much better. And I feel like, you know, the love is there at this point, you know, because (laughs) why spend the precious time we have fighting with each other, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a little bit more like, I don't know, like they're family, but they're kind of more like a guest kind of vibe. So like, I don't know, it's just like, yeah, you just appreciate it more. And it's not, if you're not always together, you're not like, always on each other's toes which is really good obviously (laughs) well the dynamic shifts you know especially like when you get married and you move out it's not necessarily like a parent-child relationship anymore I mean it always will be but it it is different I know I I didn't become good friends with my parents until like I got married and was out of the house for a while and now like my husband and I love spending time with his parents and our, my parents and our parents are friends and we spend a lot of time together and it is, there is like a different layer to it now mm-hmm. because it's not. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who maybe is like an Andrew <clears throat> shoe? So they're not the one moving, but like the other person is moving toward them. Like, is there anything that maybe Andrew did or like you would just recommend to someone who's not moving like that would help during that kind of transition time? I would say just being patient with the other person. Um, Cause I had a lot of times where we'd be doing our phone calls or video calls and I would just burst into tears because you know, the thought would enter my head again, like, Oh my gosh, I'm leaving my family. And <sighs> He was just very sweet about it, you know, just very comforting. And He would say, I'm sorry a lot because I don't think he really knew what to say. Um, but to me, just, you know, knowing that he was there to comfort me mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm going to say he felt bad for, I think he felt bad because of the sadness that it caused. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was just it was really nice knowing that he was still there to support me through all of it. And then especially when we did leave, you know, like the morning that we said goodbye to my family after the wedding, I was a mess. (laughs) And he was just so good through all of that. Like as we started the drive on our honeymoon, you know, just kind of holding my hand to relax me in the car. And I would say just patience is the biggest thing, you know, trying not to get annoyed 
if they have complaints they make or if they're just really sad about it. Mm-hmm. Because, because would you say that that the way the sadness that you were feeling has nothing to do with your husband right and everything to do with the fact that you're leaving your family so yeah so like I there was no sadness about knowing that I was going to be with him and knowing that I was you know going to be living in a new place it was more just the thought of the people I was leaving behind and the places mm-hmm. I was leaving behind and you know thinking with some people like I might never see them again because who knows when I'd ever have a reason to visit or if I'd ever mm-hmm. get the chance to you know so that was more where the sadness came from was just thinking about I guess everything I was gonna lose but in return mm-hmm. I gained a lot as well so I think that kind of made up for it. yeah no I think that's really like special and important I mean really patience is important in any situation, but especially in like that situation, because I'm sure it was hard for him to see you so sad. I mean, mm-hmm. no husband wants to see their wife upset or anything like that. Right. <laughs> I know that was something that was a little hard for me to um, like moving to Ohio. Um, our first Christmas we spent together, um, just the two of us, which was really special. But I do remember that Christmas, my brother Andrew had surprised my family home he was he's in the military um and he had surprised my family home um and i just remember being so sad that i couldn't be with my family on christmas not because i didn't want to be with my husband but i was like oh man i'm missing out on this like really special time and i remember being really sad at one point and you know steven of course is just like super patient super supportive and like totally let like we did a video call with my family and that video call was like i don't know at least like an hour or maybe a couple hours and like he let me have that time with my family and like really like enjoy that time even though it was christmas as like a newlywed and everything but like he was just so patient with me and like so supportive because it wasn't as hard for him to move because he's Stephen is military and he's used to being away from family on like holidays and stuff like that so that wasn't that hard for him I mean, it's not that it's like necessarily easy, but it like, you know, he's used to it more than I was. So like, yeah, just like definitely being supportive, being willing to be like, hey, do you want to call your family? Like, or, you know, do a video chat and stuff like that. Like, that's something that's kind of important to my family is to like keep in contact. So um, yeah, that's just kind of another little tip as well. Are there any specific saints or prayers that you would recommend during this transitional period in your life and and anybody who's listening who might be going through this soon in their lives? We honestly didn't have any particular saints that we prayed to. Um, We would do the rosary a lot together, which was really nice, especially the week leading up um, to the wedding. You know, I think we had a call every night before he flew into New Mexico, and we did the rosary together, and that was really nice. And then we had a prayer to Our Lady for, you know, purity in the relationship that we did during our engagement. So, you know, Our Lady was definitely a big part of our engagement and then leading into our marriage. But... When it came to, like, the moving process, I guess, there wasn't really any 
one in particular that we prayed to. As a married couple now, we've also tried putting St. Joseph as kind of head of our family as well. We say the St. Joseph litany in our nighttime prayers and stuff. Um, but yeah, per personally, we didn't do, we didn't have like, I guess a patron saint of our relationship in a way. Um, it was mm -hmm. mostly just to Our Lady, which you can't get much better than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a good one. Yeah, so Saint Joseph. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And I think sometimes it's not necessarily finding a specific saint or anything. It's just like finding the time to pray together and like to pray during those like difficult times, like especially yeah. when things are hard or like when you feel so sad. Like just you know saying a Hail Mary together, I feel like that that has definitely brought so much like comfort and peace for me and Steven in like mm -hmm. trials and hardships and stuff like that. So like turning to our lady or to our Lord or to a certain saint, depending on if you have that. Um, I think that's the, that's the real key rather than like anything specific. So that's awesome. Yeah. And we did try to do different novenas and stuff together. Like even, you know, when we were dating, into our engagement and they weren't necessarily novenas for us like they were for you know other intentions that we had but just mm. still being able to pray that together even if we didn't get to do it necessarily together like over the phone just knowing that there was a prayer we were doing for the same intention at the same time um i think that helps us just yeah. bond a lot better as well yeah, no, I definitely agree. That's awesome. All right. So as we start to wrap up this episode, there's a question that we kind of ask all of our guests, and that is, what is one piece of advice that you would give to a newly engaged couple? Well, <laughs> I would say like what we just talked about, praying together is a very big thing that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Um you know, because having our Lord and our Lady and the saints there to guide you through this time is very important because, you know, once the engagement hits, whether you're moving or not, you know, just with the wedding planning process and all the opinions that get thrown out and all that, it's a very, very stressful time. There's a lot that's going to happen that's going to be, that's going to make things very difficult for you and, you know, cause a lot of stress. So I would say just keep up the prayers, keep up the conversation with each other. If it is long distance, try to you know, talk as much as you can, especially through the wedding planning process. You know, as, as the bride, I feel like a lot of times we think we have to do everything alone, but you don't. You can throw stuff on your fiancé and make him do things too, because it's also his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> solid advice, solid advice. <laughs> Teresa, thank you so much for being on today's episode, for opening up about your story and just what it was like moving away from home. If somebody is listening and they want to get a hold of you, they have more questions or they just listened and they're like, wow, I want to be Teresa's friend. She's so cool. <laughs> um, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook if you just type my name, Teresa Otworth. I should probably pop up. <laughs>
Thank you so much everybody for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to hang out with Victoria and I on the internet and be pseudo social friends, um, you can find us on Instagram at Catholic Wedding Podcast. I don't know. I heard somebody say that once and I thought it was funny where you're like friends with somebody, but you've never actually met them. I never heard of that as pseudo social friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a thing. I feel this way about people that I don't actually know, but I follow them on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of your friend, but you don't know who I am. <laughs> but pseudo means fake, doesn't it? So you're the fake friend. <laughs> a fake friend. I don't know. It's just imaginary. Whatever. It's an imaginary friendship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, if you want to hang out with us online, you can find Victoria and I both at Catholic Wedding Podcast on Instagram. You can also join uh, the Facebook group, The Catholic Bride. Both of those things will be linked down in the show notes below. You can also shoot us an email at catholicweddingpodcast at gmail.com. Victoria and I are both there. If you have any questions, if you just want to talk or you want to be pseudo social friends, uh, yeah, that's where we hang out. We hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day, which is if you're listening to it Monday, as it is also today is a Monday that we're recording. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, guys. God bless.